Sasha. Hey, Courtney. What do you call a shoe once it's been reincarnated? I don't know. What? A reboot. (laughs) Uh, It's Spoop Hour. paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two halloweenies this is sasha this is courtney and halfway through that joke i almost said reshoot which wouldn't have made any sense (laughs) no although reshoot 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 a reshoot is what you call it when a movie gets rebooted so many times Or when you have a shitty director or a shitty actor and you have to reshoot. Yeah, you have to reshoot. You have to cut in Tig Notaro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, you can find us on s- social media. I almost said you can find us you can on Spoop Hour. Yes. You should yeah, check out Spoop right Hour, y'all. I don't yeah. know if you've heard of it. It's this paranormal comedy podcast hosted podcast. by two Halloweenies. You can find us on social media <laughs> at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at spoophour at gmail.com. We do have some listener mail today. We do. So I'm very it's excited. A, it, we that. actually we have quite a bit of listener mail, but I think one of them we'll save for next time because we got it after yeah. the other one, but we mm. just have an embarrassment of stories. So yeah. we're just going to bask in it and extend this magical glow. Also, we are after American Thanksgiving, which means, Courtney, when you're editing this episode, Christmas theme music. Yay! Christmas theme music! I forgot it one year and never again. Never again. <laughs> never yeah. again. And we are after Thanksgiving. So if yeah. you spent time with family and friends and family and you heard enticing ghost stories, you asked the question at Thanksgiving dinner, have any of y'all seen a ghost? And they said yes. Share us those stories. Please. Yeah. Email spoopoutgmail.com. Our DMs are open. Lately, we've been getting a lot of DMs from people who want us to buy followers. And I'm like, I don't care that much about Mm-mm. this to pay money to get fake followers. Thank right. you. <laughs> yeah. We need actual listeners, not yeah. fake followers. Thanks. I would rather have one actual listener than 3,000 followers I paid for. That's dumb. Right. That's so stupid. I know. And it's been happening a lot lately. I got one in Japanese on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, what are we doing here? What are you doing? What are we doing? Like, yeah, I speak a little bit of Japanese, but not enough where you should be propositioning me with fake followers in it. Yeah. But fine. Hmm. Anyway. Don't try and sell us followers. Do try and tell us about the ghost stories you heard about. Yeah. <laughs> so, did anything spooky happen to you since we last spoke? The only spooky thing that happened is my mom was in town. Yay! That's Yay! not spooky. That's just nice. And while she was here, she accompanied me on my daily Pokemon Go walks. And mm. we went to the historic congressional cemetery, and I actually went into it, which I have never done before, because I thought it was closed unless you had a membership. Turns mm-hmm. out it's just closed to people with dogs unless you have a membership but if you have a membership you can let your dog off leash so if you want to see some bits and pieces of the cemetery you can follow us on patreon 
and see mm-hmm. the chaotic video of me and my mom arguing about whether or not there's multiple John Quincy Adamses. So, oh. yeah, it was a great time. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get all that content. <laughs> well, and for a dollar a month, you get stickers. Oh, for three dollars a month, for three dollars content, month, you get content. Yeah, so a dollar a month, you get stickers. Three dollars yeah. a month, you get content and stickers. And yeah, any little bit helps because yeah. actually, we the thing we're talking about today is funded by Patreon. Yeah, so here, so thank you to our supporters. I will pull up their names now since yeah. today's episode would not have happened with. I mean, it would have happened without you, but we would have paid out of pocket, and we didn't have yeah. to because. Yeah. You people are truly incredible and love listening to us, and we love you probably more than you love us. But not in, like, a creepy way, in, like, a, oh, my God, I love you. I know you hang up first way. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, when we think about what we're thankful for over Thanksgiving, we are thankful for we our are, patrons. We are thankful for Renata, Steph, Nina, Abby, my mom, <laughs> <laughs> Angela, Nora, Nicole, The Real Feels Podcast, Margaret, Erin, Bridget, Teresa, Rain, Caitlin, Cassandra, Maureen, and Sasha. You still support us on Patreon. Yeah, I do. I support us. Thank you to all of you, especially Sasha, who also co-hosts this. And remember, (laughs) at a certain point, I'm going to fire Sasha again, and then one of you is going to be in the seat. That's the ultimate prize for Patreon. I will still... Make my donation monthly yep. to Spook Bauer, even when I'm fired. That's how committed to the cause you are. I am. I'm very committed to the cause. We should all be so lucky as to have a Sasha. But yes, truly thank you, patrons. <laughs> we'll get into what you paid for this week in a second, but it is spicy. Spicy. So, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Did anything spooky happen to me this week? Did you see a Thanksgiving ghost? No, unfortunately, mm. no. The only stories that I heard at Thanksgiving were about just like shitty ex-boyfriends oh well those are which i mean those are pretty spooky i went to our storage unit today Uh and storage units are just spooky yeah you know but luckily today other people had the same idea in mind of like oh they're gonna go get christmas decorations out of the storage unit so like we weren't totally alone but there's always just like you walk in no one else is there the lights are on motion sensors it just kind of smells stale there's just like you know everywhere yeah like like leaves and dust and it's just uncomfortable yeah but luckily there are other people like around today so it wasn't that scary no but i read a book that wormed its way into my brain it's called the chosen and the beautiful and it is a kind of like fantasy spooky retelling of the great gatsby but from the perspective of jordan baker that's right because gatsby is public use now yeah, it was wonderful. I cannot recommend it enough. It is not YA. It is adult. I know that sometimes like we think about like, oh, every high schooler reads Gatsby. So yeah. like it would make sense for like there to be a YA version of Gatsby. But like no, there's like a sex scene in it. Uh, so <laughs> so Saucy. not to say that teenagers can't read that, but I'm just like as a war- content warning, like yeah. if you have a prudish 13-year-old, maybe yeah, don't maybe maybe tell them to pass on this one for yeah. your prudish 13-year-old. But if you're not a prudish 13-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Because uh, I, I have a soft spot for Gatsby and F. Scott Fitzgerald, even though he is a total asshole. Yeah. I have a larger soft spot for Zelda. I mean, I named my cat Zelda to talk yeah. about, like, the, the soft spot for her and my love of the, the game The Legend of Zelda is where... Yeah. But, but but I just like I, I like Fitzgerald's writing and yeah. the Chosen and the Beautiful is by uh, Nevo. She is a queer Asian-American writer. Nice. And I love her. 
<laughs> like, but she she did a really good job of like mimicking Fitzgerald's like large vocabulary and like sentence structure, but while still being like original. And Jordan Baker in this story is is a girl from Vietnam who was taken by a missionary and brought to a rich family in Louisville, the Bakers, and then grew up in kind of in that world, but always yeah. just kind of being at arm's length yeah. of everyone. And so there's a lot of different levels to this. And it, it's got this like really good sinister undercurrent that just like makes you want to keep reading so you can like get some like resolution. Like she she's really good at like just kind of gripping you by the shoulders and like pushing you through the story. And you're like, I want to get off this roller coaster, but I also don't want to get off this roller coaster. And just like there's a lot of like spooky shit in here that I was just like not expecting. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's a retelling of The Great Gatsby. I didn't expect it to be spooky and it was really good. So Spoop Hour Book Club. Read Chosen and the Beautiful. Love it. It's great. Don't read Twilight. Read Chosen and the Beautiful instead. Yeah. It's much better. Much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't even read it and I can guarantee it's a thousand it's times better. It's so good. So gold stars. Do you want to do our listener story now? Yeah. Yay. Listener okay. story. Listener Nora sent us some really cool emails about French fortune telling and a French fortune teller and a grimoire and other like uh, artifacts and whatnot. And also sent us a pronunciation guide audio and I listened to it and I'm very bad at French. I took one year in college. I did not do very well. Nora writes, Hi, mesdames. It occurred to me while li- whilst listening to your episode on, is it Brujeria? Brujeria, yes. Brujeria. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Thank you for your patience with me not being able to pronounce shit last week. If you thought it sounded a little wonky, it's because me saying Brujeria was recorded the next day. (laughs) Yeah, and this week we're going to be patient with my pronunciation. (laughs) So, Brujeria, that my family has practiced fortune-telling for generations, and I never thought to bring it up because it's not spooky to me. It's just my mom and my grandma, or Mimi, and knowing when we were or weren't going to move across the country, that kind of thing. Now, we are French-Canadian going back 400 years, but you can't be French-Canadian without getting a ton of French import, and some of that is witchery. I thought I'd also tell you about the most famous French bookseller, Cartomancé and Necromancé of the Napoleonic and the Third French Republic areas, Madame Marie-Anne Lenormand. And actually, she does have a Wikipedia page Oh, in French and in English, which is awesome. So we can look into her later. But Marie-Anne Lenormand... Uh, lived from 1772 to 1843, and at a young age in boarding school, she believed herself to be channeling the spirit of her deceased older sister, also named Marianne, because dead babies haunt other kids with the same name born after them. Apparently, that's a belief. Let's not unpack that too much. (laughs) (laughs) That is very sad. Also, that was a bananas old-timey tradition that like, if your first kid dies, just name the second one the same same thing thing. and try again. Yep. (laughs) Do over baby. That's... Right. That's something. But because of this, she believed that this is why she had the gift of prophecy. Okay. So she started telling fortunes to other girls and reciting prophecies. And when the abbess of the school was removed, Marie-Anne predicted the arrival of the new abbess, where she would be from, and how long the search for replacement would take, 18 months. This caused a stir amongst the student body, and along with the regular fortune tellings and prophecies, led her to being expelled. The school was run by nuns. Uh, so I was like, yeah. damn, that's extreme to somebody just being like, I bet I know when we're getting the new abbess. Yeah. <laughs> 
She moved to Paris and got a job as a laundress, but also became apprenticed to a fortune teller named Madame Gebert, who taught her tarot. She opened up a shop shortly, the sign of which read Ma- uh, Mademoiselle Lenormand Bookseller, because sometimes discretion is key. <laughs> that turned out to be the only bone of discretion in her body because she made no secret of her profession. She told the fortunes of several revolutionaries, including Robespierre, and predicted many a violent death. Uh, she also predicted the death of Louis Fourteenth at the time, which came back to bite her in the ass. But considering she'd been talking to revolutionaries, that might not have taken much magical power. <laughs> Regardless, she was arrested for this prediction in 1794, two years after his death, just for a little while. She clearly had nothing to do with the actual revolution, but the arrest boosted her renown immensely. She took her business and relocated to the posher neighborhood in Faubourg Saint-Germain and began taking uh, began to take up middle and upper class clients, military men, lords, magistrates, and it is recorded she never to- told a fortune for less than six francs, though she often charged much more the richer the clients. She was reportedly close with Empress Josephine, but despite this, she was arrested multiple times during the Napoleonic era in 1803 and 1809, when her prophecies were still a little too spicy, a little too treasonous. <laughs> but she was always released in short order. Okay. Despite all this ex- excellent press, she was apparently a royalist, though her business was never as good after the Napoleonic era as it was during it. She hmm. still made bank, just not ear of the empress money. And she also published tons of books. She died with no children and left her fortune to her nephew, who was devoutly Christian and burned all of her shit, but ke- no. kept the money. Naturally, that's rude. That's so rude. I hope she haunted him. Yeah, just be like, "Fuck you, fuck you." So, how did she tell fortunes? She used tarot early on, but switched to cartomancy, which is a modified playing deck. You remove the twos to. Uh, Twos through sixes for 32 cards and four suits, including face cards, as well as Café Domancy, which is reading spent coffee grounds, which oh. is, according to Nora, a Yemen-based divination ritual, according to Fam Actuel, and also reading the past and future in a cracked egg. I've never really heard of why she was called a necromancer, but she definitely was. Maybe it was the death predictions of which she was so fond of and which got her into so much trouble. <laughs> After her death, people started publishing what they called Lenormand decks, uh, which are illustrated cards with the Lenormand brand meanings and associated playing cards included. They also showed the inverted meaning of each card. They are meant to be used to learn the associations by heart so that you can read fortunes with any deck of playing cards. The one in my family is a 1972 reprint of an 1890 deck given to me by my mother. She was never able to memorize them, not like my meme, and instead read Norse runes for most of my childhood. That's badass. That's really <laughs> all, cool. All of this is like, oh, she there's, can't re- memorize the cards, but she can read Norse runes. That's, that's incredible. There's nothing about this I don't love. <laughs> right? I myself have never been able to memorize much of the deck either, so I still use Petit Le Mans as my, Le Mans as my petit deck. Sorry. Petit Le Mans. There we go. I brought it to Japan with me in high school and read fortunes for my classway, classmates at Sh- uh, Shinagawa Joshi Gakuin. Dude, I'm so jealous. <laughs> also, I was like, thank God we get to something where you feel comfortable pronouncing yeah, but it. but also like, oh my God, but also, that's so wow. cool. Wow. So, what a life so you've nice. led, Nora. Yeah, what a also, great life. Also, Nora sent pictures of these cards. They'll, yeah. they'll end up on the Instagram. They're really... Um, really cool looking. And the, her classmates thought it was very exciting in a weird French way. One friend made me a little drawstring 
bag to keep it in, and it lives there even 20 years later. That is so Aww. sweet! I love it. Make there your are, friends cool shit. Right. They'll there treasure are, it forever. Yeah, I, I have so much stuff that my friends have made me, mm-hmm. and I am never getting rid of it. Yep. There are some extremely fancy additions and some extremely simple ones. As reading, a reading as my meme taught me ends up with four sets of three cards, three for you, three for your house, three for what will be, and three for surprises. The surprise cards may contradict the first two sets, in which case you take the surprise cards as fact. But if there's any conflict between the surprise cards and the ones for what will be, what will be always wins out. I have no great gift at interpreting the cards into one coherent message, though my mother is amazing at that when she does choose to use them. I also own a mid-century reprint of Le Pie Albert, an 18th century French grimoire of natural and Kabbalistic magic, but its spells are weird. It includes <laughs> a hand of glory enhance, uh, enchantment, which needs a severed hand, so I own it more out of historical curiosity than anything else. Yikes. It claims to be older, but the academic opinion is that its references are 16th century forgeries of older documents. Either way, it circulated for a few centuries. It claims ancient Mediterranean roots, but those are iffy, and I wouldn't count it as folk magic in any sense. Um, English Wikipedia does have a lot on this one, though not as much as French Wikipedia, naturally, on uh, the Petit Albert. Um, so the pictures that Nora sent along are awesome. And like Courtney said, they'll end up on the Instagram. But there's pictures of like uh, talisman, uh, talismans, a start chart, stuff on palmistry, like about like the mounds of fingers and, you know, the mounds of Venus, mm-hmm. the little Petit Albert, Marvelous Secrets of Natural Magic. And then the card bag that the friend made is in the background, which is really cool. The really cool thing is the ba- the Petit Albert also contains a lot of spells and potions for increasing crop yield and recipes for skin cleansing and hair brightening, but all of them contain Ooh. ingredients that Nora could never find, so oh. she's n- never used any of them. But the things that Nora could conceivably try are all creepy as shit, so we're not, not <laughs> doing mean, that. I mean, when you start with a severed hand. Yeah, very creepy. It's going to get real creepy real quick. The Veritable Dragon Noir claims to be sourced uh, from grimoires of the 14th and 15th centuries, but literary historians very much doubt it to be older than 1900 and speculate that all of its sources are forgeries. And that's the one that has the Hand of Glory. Mm. And also has a black hen, which is even grimmer. And yeah, the Petit Lenormand is so cool. I love it. Thank you. This is real cool. That's just wonderful. So thank you, Nora. That's awesome. Did you, over the course of Thanksgiving, hear about a family member who practiced table magic of any various culture, even if it's not as detailed as what Nora sent us? Email spookbyrgmail.com. We love hearing about your family traditions, especially when they involve, like, weird spooky magic stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 All right. What are we talking about today, Sasha? So we are talking about some readings that we got from Etsy. Yes. Yeah. So a Tell few, us about how you found this. Yeah. So I believe I mentioned on our last episode a few weeks ago, Etsy recommended to me specialty readings, and I didn't know what that meant. So I clicked on it and discovered the entire world of Etsy psychics. So these are various people. There are mediums. There are people who do tarot. There's all kinds of essentially folk magic practitioners on Etsy where you pay them a nominal fee and they do a reading for you. And so with my mom in town, with the American holiday that we just passed, Sasha and I both were like, what if instead of doing a bunch of research, we have Etsy tell us about ourselves? (laughs) So we each got 
uh, past life reading that gives a basic description of one of our past lives, a message from our guardian angels, and then the piece de resistance. I got us a friendship reading because longtime listeners of the podcast will know every single psychic that I have ever spoken to has hated Sasha yeah. with a passion. It's like, like, we should not be friends. Yeah, I've had two tell me to stop being friends with you. Like, which hurts my out. feelings, psychics. It does. Yeah, like, screw you, psychics. What, I mean, granted, one of them also told me to break up with the person I now live with. So, like, yeah. you know. What do they know? That, that they don't one know was anything. just a grumpy one. Yeah. But, you know. All psychics hate Sasha, so I was excited to try a friendship reading to see if she would be able to sense that all other psychics hate Sasha, or if she would get something different from it. Mm -hmm. So, how do you want this to go? Do you want to do past lives guardian angel first, or do you want to do friendship? Let's do first? past life guardian angels first. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. I'll read about okay. my past lives. Okay. First and foremost, I want to say, so my Etsy account is through my spam email that I set up in, like, 2007 when it was my official email, which is a Yahoo account. And so I forwarded it from my Yahoo account to the Spoof account so I'd have it at the ready for this. And Gmail's like, be careful with this message. Oh, mm -hmm. Courtney Redacted has never sent you messages using this email address. Avoid oh. replying to this email unless you reach out to the sender by other means to ensure that this email address is legitimate. So Gmail thinks that I'm trying to spam myself. That's so funny. I I sometimes send stuff from my my spam account too, which mm -hmm. is an old Yahoo Mail account that was my original Yahoo or mm -hmm. original email, and I get the same thing. It's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Which like. <laughs> Way to dunk on Yahoo Gmail. Gmail's yeah. like, everything that comes out of Yahoo is just phishing, so don't even bother. And it's like, no, I think I know who this person is. It's yeah, me. I'm pretty sure it's me. <laughs> I hit send and then immediately got the notification because I sent it from myself to myself. <laughs> anyway, so this is my past life. Oh, it's three-channeled reading. So it we get three lifetimes each. Awesome. I did not. I, I should have paid attention. Because we didn't read the email before we no, recorded. We wanted to please. Save, we wanted to save our reactions for now. Yeah. Although I did, in the process of forwarding these emails to myself, and I will go into what word it was later, I saw one word of our friendship reading. And that has been haunting me for days. Oh. <laughs> and it's been really hard for me not to keep reading. So I'm really excited for this friendship reading. All right. All right, here's my first lifetime. Beloved, while you have lived many lifetimes in many different forms, both male and female, we will bring three lifetimes into your mind at this time. Cool. Nice. I like that they called me Beloved. That's nice. Me too. The first lifetime we will share with you is when you lived in France during the 1600s. Yo! <gasps> they listened to the first part of this episode before it even happened. <laughs> I was female named Cherisy, and I lived in what would be considered the upper, upper middle class by today's standards. Nice. Your father was a lawyer and had friendships and alliances with nobility. Ooh, I was a teenager during the revolution. Maybe I was that person that did the table magic. Hmm. Although her name wasn't Cherisy. Cherisy? They did not send along a pronunciation guide like <laughs> Nora did. So I'm not going to, like, dunk on this Etsy shop, but Nora sent a recording of the French words. <laughs> Anyway, I'll tell the rest of this in first person because okay. it's awkward for me to keep reading it to you. I was a teenager during the revolution, and because of my family's dealings with nobility, I was also targeted. <gasps> I awoke to my family home burning one evening, and I ran to the nursery to get my brothers, and the three of us were able to flee to safety, although our parents had been killed. Uh. Shit, this took a turn. This is what I get, though, for being upper middle class during the revolution. Yeah. Choppy boy needs to be fed. 
I left the city, journeying into the country, and lived with an elderly couple who provided work for me and my brothers on their farm. Mm-hmm. When I grew older, I married an innkeeper and ran the business along with him and had three children of your own. Oh, that's too many. I died at the age of 43 from illness. That's a pretty good... Yeah. That's That was exciting. Yeah. That was a roller coaster. Yeah. Do you want to read one of your lifetimes? Sure. We'll okay. The first, that way, since yeah. we each get three. <laughs> yeah. So the first lifetime that I got, I lived in England during the 1800s. Ooh. I was female in this lifetime named Natalie, and Cute. I lived in the upper class of society because I was a niece of a duke. We're some wealthy bitches. I like this. Gaslight gatekeep girl bossing our way to the top. <laughs> However, Uh-oh. after my parents died, <laughs> dang it, I went to live with my <laughs> uncle and his family. So again, Uh-oh. the duke. Accompanying my cousins to balls and gaining access to opportunities that were granted to them. My cousins were jealous of my beauty. I wish all of you could see the imaginary hair flip Sasha just did about her imaginary beauty. (laughs) And often tried to sabotage my chances at marriage and success with help from their mother. But my uncle shielded me from it as much as he could and helped secure my future. I married a lord and became the lady of a fine estate, and I used my status to found charities and fund orphanages, and I hosted grand parties to help these organizations. I was beloved for my generosity and charitable spirit and uh, seen as a breath of fresh air. I had four children and lived until the age of 74, dying peacefully in my sleep. What the fuck? My first lady sucks in comparison now. I, I got... I got to, you like, live it. fucking, like, Downton Abbey life. Yeah, like, not only were Fuck you yeah. wealthy, which, like, you know, 1800s British wealthy person generally sucks, a, but you didn't be a lady. You got to be a, lady. Got to be a nice. lady. You were nice. People hated you because you were hot AF. Jesus, you're crushing it. I was hot and nice. What a great life. I was hot and nice. What a great life. <laughs> <laughs> hot and nice, the Sasha story in the 1800s. <laughs> Will the episode be called Hot and Nice? Maybe. <laughs> Just don't know. All right. My next one. I'm so sad now. I thought my first one was cool, but now I'm like, damn. No, no, no. Keep I got to tighten up in the revolution. It's okay. My third one looks pretty bleak. It looks dark? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. This next one. I lived in India during the 1300s. I was female in this lifetime and named Presha as best as Kelly, one of the mediums, can translate. I had been sold with my older sister by my parent when I was a child to a man and his wife who ran an entertainment business. Oh, well, no. I don't like where this is Mm-mm. going. They took a liking to me and my sister, so I was never a prostitute, although I did dance provocatively at large parties. Yeah, I, I, I was right to not like where this was going. When I came of age, I willingly became his third wife after my sister decided to run away from the group to live her own life, and I had one child and daughter. I did not want her to live a life like mine. When my husband died several years later, I hope I killed him. I and the other wives decided to transform the company from one of sex work to just dance, reworking it into a safe haven for women who needed safety or money to live, allowing their positions to be floating based on their needs instead of permanent. I died at the age of 63 from a stroke. Okay, that turned it around. Yeah. That was a rough one. Yeah. That that had... that. I don't like that I was sold. That's... Mm-mm. That's not fun. So the next time... Next... The... <laughs> The next lifetime. Too many the, British biscuits in the too 1800s. Too many British biscuits. Okay, so <laughs> the next reading that I got. Uh oh. I lived in the civilization of Atlantis. <gasps> Shut the fuck up! No, you did not. I did. 
Are you shitting me? I was a male in this lifetime named Roleron, as best as Kelly can translate, and had been born to farmers. I loved working with animals and outside in nature. I was very intuitive, and my spiritual gifts developed early, and I felt like somewhat of an outcast within my own community for my wisdom and emphatic, uh, empathetic nature. That's why psychics hate you, is they can sense that you are from Atlantis, number one, and number two, you have a touch of the gift. I have a touch of the gift, yeah. And you're hot AF. And I'm hot. (laughs) You're hot and nice. When my father died and the farm was sold, I enrolled into a school to train as a healer and eventually opened my own healing practice that focused on crystal and energy healing to alleviate physical and emotional pain and achieve spiritual understanding, also becoming a teacher for other practitioners. You were a teacher in that life. I was a teacher in that life, too. And I helped people. And you helped people. You're crushing it. You're hot. You're nice. You're a teacher. You have crystals. (laughs) You're from Atlantis. Through my work, I healed and empowered many. I died peacefully at the age of 93. Damn. Yeah. You're like two for two. I, I am great. These you're psychics like crushing me. It. Yeah, these psychics are making up for all the other psychics being like, mm, <laughs> you're kind of an energy black hole. These psychics are like, no, you are a queen. You are a you gift. You are hot. You are nice. You are a gift. Everyone's just jealous. They can take a seat. Here's some crystals. All right. <laughs> My last one. I lived in Northern America within the Cherokee Nation during the 1400s. All right. I was male in this lifetime, named Suliaha, as best can be translated, and I was a great hunter and tracker, carrying on with a generational tradition from the men in your family. That's nice. Hmm. It's not bad. I was very intuitive and observant, skills I had inherited from my maternal grandfather, who was the shaman. Hmm. And this enhanced my abilities, making me a leader within the tribe as well as a teacher to all the other hunters. I was greatly respected. Hair flip. I, I, was, I wasn't hot, but I was respected. respected. So, yeah. sure, I was uggo, but who cares? I remained humble and truly preferred time alone in nature to think and process daily events as well as to recharge your energies. Oh, my God. So, first of all, that clearly has not held in lives because, you know, we know how I feel about being outside. <laughs> Secondly... An impression from the medium who did my reading said, it felt like a cougar was my friend during this lifetime. Incredible. I had an animal friend. You had an animal friend. It was a big cat. It was a big cat. That's held true. Yeah. Anyway, I was married and had four children, though two died in adulthood before I passed. I died peacefully at the age of 67. Nice. Yeah. All right. So I actually lived in North America as well for my last lifetime. In the 1400s? Uh, no, but in the 1700s. Oh. Oh, okay. So I lived in Ohio, um, which Michigan beat Ohio in football <laughs> yesterday. So uh, so Ohio can oh, suck Ohio it. can kiss my butt. <laughs> my Michigander <laughs> butt. Ohio can kiss your Atlantisian butt. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, she's from Atlantis. At some point, I, though, I was from Ohio. Yes. So but obviously your best life was from Atlantis. Yes. I'm never going to be over this. Well, like, so, I need to return all your Christmas presents and get you a like some sort of I'm from Atlantis. Ask me how. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a female in this lifetime and I was named Sarah. I migrated with my husband and several others to establish a settlement after a religious disagreement split my community in Pennsylvania. The first several years there were difficult, and I personally suffered two miscarriages while the entire community nearly starved and almost half the population died. Yikes. Let me tell you, I've been having a lot of miscarriage nightmares lately. Oh. So, uh... And that first psychic did ask you about miscarriages. Yeah, so that, you know... 
weighs heavily on my brain. Oh, um, just think about Atlantis and crystals and teaching. I'm a lady and I am rich and open orphanages. And um, hot and nice. And I'm hot and nice. Okay. So I wish desperately to go back home to my family, but remain strong for many of the women looked to me for uh, strength because of my personal confidence and ability to overcome hardship with grace. Aww. And I knew that I could not leave them. So again, help her again. After a young couple died, my husband and I took in their three young children and they became my daughters. Soon after this, another wave of people came to the area, bringing with them supplies needed to build the community stronger as well as to thrive. My husband and I essentially became the leaders within the town. I was not only mother and wife, but teacher of the children and caretaker of the elderly while my husband was seen as more of like a mayor type figure. I was teacher the back- coming up again. Yeah, I was backbone of the community and I was beloved by the people. I died from pneumonia at the age of 64. All of your lives are not, I mean, that one had some rough spots. Yeah, but, but like, I'm like a helper a and a healer and a teacher. And hot and, and hot nice. And nice and people respect me and look to me. Yeah. That's nice. So I'm going to nice save this email forever. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta print this Gotta out print and this out and <laughs> stick it in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in your dream journal. Uh, now I'm sa- yeah, my lives, I've had some rough ones. Yeah. Yeah. But you had an animal friend. I did have a cougar. So that that kind of balances out, you know, like in the one, granted in one lifetime I was sold like property, but in the other lifetime I had a pet mountain lion. So, you know. You got to have an inn. You had a small business. That's true. Well, I married into the inn. Yeah, but, but still, married you in. married mid in to it. Uh, That's the name of the sitcom about that life. <laughs> <laughs> Marrying in. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for a guardian angels? Yeah. All right. So my guardian angel is named Eliza. I'm not going to poo-poo this reading, but there is no one in my family named Eliza. To my knowledge, there has never been an Eliza affiliated with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, my so name, the, my guardian angel's name is, like, way out of left field. Uh, okay. So I think it's just generally. Yeah. It's just like we just attracted an angel because yeah. we're so hot and nice. Well, you're so hot and nice, and I'm well-respected and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say you were ugly. No, but they didn't say I was hot. So I can read between the lines, psychics. <laughs> well, you're reading what's not been said. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not the only ones who can read using their intuition. <laughs> All right, beloved one. It is time to release all that no longer serves your highest good, all that is no longer healthy, and all that no longer resonates slash rings true with you. Do not be afraid of change. Do not be afraid to set new priorities and new goals for yourself. You have been experiencing a great deal of growth and change in your life. That's, you know, fair. What used to bring you satisfaction and joy no longer does. Allow yourself to see the conditioned patterns, behaviors, and beliefs that are running on autopilot in the background of your life. As you do so, be mindful of your go-to responses. These negative patterns are self-limiting. Uh-oh. Mm. That, Uh-oh. That's, a little, that's a little close. Shift your focus onto the positives of your life and about yourself. Stop focusing on what you feel you don't have or on what you perceive is lacking in your life. Be proud of yourself and all you have achieved and accomplished. Oh, this is Aww. nice. Be proud of who you are and where you are. By becoming mindful of your thoughts and conditioned patterns, you can move beyond them into the flow of abundance, higher perspectives slash understandings, and self-love, acceptance, and personal slash spiritual growth. Much good awaits you, beloved. Focus on the positives in your life in order to manifest more of what it is that you desire. That's really nice. That was good. Thanks, Thanks, Guardian Angel. That's also, you know, like I said, I've been going through hella anxiety Mm -hmm. the past 
month, basically. November historically has not been a great month Mm -mm. for me. So this is a very helpful reading to be like, stop thinking about the negative patterns. Yeah. Love myself. That's nice. Love yourself. Thanks, Eliza. You're hot and smart and well-respected. They didn't get that. I no. wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you are hot. Listen to and me. Sp- I'm hot and nice and well-respected. Yeah. People what if like you. What if it's Eliza Hamilton? Oh. That's She's, all I hear now when I hear yeah, the Eliza. Eliza. Just, Eliza. I have a former student named Eliza who actually ran into a few weeks ago for the first time since she graduated. Oh. Like, she kind of disappeared for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. she came back, and I ran into her, and I, like, almost cried because she's, Aww. like, this darling little person who I've known for so long. Is she my guardian angel? Maybe. Do you want, Ask her next do you want a college student to be your guardian angel? <laughs> <laughs> she's a very nice person, so I would say, I would say yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel, like, I feel like I would watch a movie about a college student that gets suckered into being a guardian angel. <laughs> for a 32-year-old. You know? <laughs> yeah, like like it's like a it's like a nineteen year old yeah. who just has to take this like thirty two year old under their wing and be like, I didn't sign up to be a guardian angel, but let's make bad choices <laughs> together. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, I'd watch. That. You feel could like write, it would be on like, Lifetime. I could write that movie. Yeah. Let's do it. Who wants to give us fifty thousand dollars or however much movies cost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my guardian angel is named Mervera. Ooh. Yeah. Are they from Atlantis? That I, sounds like I an wonder, Atlantis yeah. name. Uh, M-E-R-V-E-R-A, or Mervira. Beloved one, know that you always have a choice. The power <sighs> to choose is always within your grasp. Choose to believe in yourself. Choose to set personal boundaries that honor your time, energy, emotions, opinions, and resources. Uh-oh. Choose to make yourself and your needs a priority. Ah, uh, that hits, that hits. These guardian angel ones hit a little close. That, this one, oh, that hit. I know I'm skeptical, and so on the one hand, I'm like, this is generic advice. Everybody needs to practice self-love and limit their negative patterns and also but take still, more time to like, That's like but exactly also, what I need to hear right now. <laughs> yeah, like, spot on. <laughs> Choose to honor your creativity and the urges of your heart. Keep your focus on yourself and your goals. Stop worrying about what others are doing, saying, or thinking. None of that matters. What matters is how and what you feel about yourself and your life's journey. This is not selfish, but is necessary to help you embrace your path and your soul's purpose. The end of a tough cycle approaches, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) If the tough cycle is this school year. If the tough cycle is this fucking pandemic. Oh my gosh. The end of a tough cycle approaches. Be at peace with all you've overcome and accomplished and be proud of yourself. Learning to keep balance between your needs, desires, feelings, and the needs, desires, demands of others is becoming increasingly important. Truly. Setting boundaries will help to bring healthy balance back into your life. Learn to say no without guilt and without feeling the need to explain or apologize. Be true to yourself. I think I might be your guardian angle, angel because I one of you be your angel like, or I, your devil. I could be your guardian angle or your devil. As your guardian angle, I have 100% given you similar advice yeah. previously being like it's okay to say no, Sasha. This isn't a trap. You can say no and take a break. Yeah. Well, like I approached November November mm-hmm. 1st, I was like, this is November. I am going to mm-hmm. say no to things. And you know what I didn't do? I didn't say no, say to, no things. to things. And then I end up getting suckered into a bunch of different after school things and extra initiatives. And I, yeah. It's it's November. Yeah, it's November next. December, no. Dece- 
Decembno. Decembno. You heard it here first, folks. Welcome to Decembno. (laughs) You're going to say no to shit in Decembno, as the name implies. You have to say the B in it. It's not just Decembno, it's Decembno. So I'm going to print this one out as well and stick it in my journal. I'm going to print it. it. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to put it next to my desk. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can commission someone to draw you as a mermaid, because obviously, since you're from Atlantis, I assume you are a merman in that life. I was a merman farmer. Crystal Healer. Yeah. <laughs> Merman Farmer Crystal Healer is the name of your autobiography. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. This is also great. So my work my work wife, the coworker with the former coworker with whom I co-parent a skeleton, we were having a discussion about Atlantis a couple weeks oh, yeah? ago because we found a graphic that I think we retweeted from the oh, Speak yeah, Out yeah. Twitter account that more people believe in Atlantis than believe in cryptids. And I was having a hard time believing that because I'm like, I feel like a lot more people believe would believe in cryptids because Atlantis is Atlantis is pretty out there. Like, you believe well, in a lot of stuff, but I don't know that I you would, believe in Atlantis until you found out you were from there. Right. I mean, I wonder if it has anything to do with there was a Disney movie. Maybe. And, like, That's so what, it's, like, cultural consciousness. You know what I mean? I was talking about it with the coworker with whom I co-parent the skeleton, and she was like, I believe in Atlantis, but it's because I want mermaids to be real. Right. So it's like a side, it's a consequence of her believing in mermaids. Right. So I can't wait to tell her that you were a mermaid. I'm so excited. <laughs> Past life. I was. I was from Atlantis. How the, nice. The, you know, in total, the four readings we purchased, yeah. five readings we purchased were like 45 bucks. Very affordable. The Guardian Angel reading was only $4. That is a great I, Christmas present. Cause what a great Christmas. Who doesn't need to right? be told you can say no to shit and also let go of the negative. I feel That's, like I need to get everyone now right? a Guardian Angel reading. $4 Guardian Angel reading. Go on Etsy, search Guardian Angel reading, the one that costs $4. That's the one we did. Yeah. And that's, you can get more detailed ones too, but this $4 one was That was wonderful. Anyway. I'm so excited. This was well worth, this was money well spent. In total, we spent like 46 bucks. This was, I say we. Thank you, Patreon Thank supporters. Thank you, Patreon, yeah. And now, the moment I personally have been waiting for. <gasps> friendship so, reading. Friendship reading, so, friendship reading. The other day when you were saying that you're like getting these readings and all of that, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I was like, these people better not tell us that like we can't be friends anymore because our friendship we discovered is so old it could be one of my seniors like i actually went and was thinking about like okay if we you and i met in the fall of 2004, 2004. so our friendship is a 17 year old or actually not even fall we like well we we were in marching band like during late band August, camp September. and then like we uh, re- like established that we knew each other at like the first after school rehearsal or something um, yeah. so it was like september right yeah. Because you were like, oh, I recognize you from Japanese class, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. And then you're like, yeah, because Color Guard is yeah. like, great. So yeah, like September 2004, right? And so yeah. I actually like went into my attendance software and like oh, opened no. up like, like just random, <laughs> I went and like picked just like random students to see like, okay, where are these birthdays falling, right? And it, it is the seniors more than it is the juniors. I have some like older juniors and I have some younger seniors, but like yeah. largely it's like the seniors are that. 2004 bubble yeah man so our kid is going to graduate high school yeah i haven't i didn't put aside money for college for our friendship did you Uh, no not yet so hold on let me see 2022 minus 2004 yeah our kid is turning 18 next year next year yeah so they could be graduating high school and going off to college in the fall of 22 
I didn't help them with the application no. process either. I, I helped them with their college essays. Oh, that's L- Luckily, the, the last deadlines aren't until January, so hopefully Phew. they'll get in somewhere. I'll help them find some nice community colleges yeah. so they oh, can yeah. get their, your, their gen eds you knocked know, out. You Dr. Joe Biden works at Northern Virginia Community College. Yeah, so we'll yeah. just... You can get we'll, into we'll any send... Virginia college after that for your college if you go to Nova. Yeah. yeah. And you save a bunch of money because mm-hmm. you knock out all your gen eds where they're like $300 a class as opposed to, you know, it's great. $1,200 I highly yeah. endorse Nova. Spoop yeah, Hour, brought so to you by Northern Virginia Community <laughs> College. Spoop Hour, last minute planning the college future of our friendship. non-existent <laughs> friendship child. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this friendship reading, when I discovered friendship readings were a thing, I knew I wanted us to do a friendship reading because of the aforementioned psychics. hatred all psychics hold in their hearts for you. <laughs> and so I wanted to find a friendship reading that was going to, you know, reinforce that we are correct, that we're great friends and should continue to be great friends. Oh, yeah. And I had a hard time finding a friendship reading I wanted us to do because for, for the most part, a lot of them were just like explicit tarot readings mm-hmm. where it's like you provide your friendships names and then you ask three questions and they do like a six card spread or whatever and i was like i don't want to do a tarot reading because sasha can do a tarot reading mm-hmm. i want to do something that we can't do on our own mm-hmm. so then i found this one who asked for our names our birthdays and a picture of us <laughs> and when i asked for the picture i was like do you need two individual photos like one of each of us or do you need a picture of us together and then i sent her a picture of us at the world audit is expo where we're not obviously at the World Oddities Expo, because mm-hmm. that would that would give away the game, and I don't need them seeking out this <laughs> <laughs> So, when she clarified what kind of photo she needed, she said, I love your energy so far. And I was like, great, we've got a psychic who's not going to hate Sasha. I assume she means, like, the collective your energy, yeah. not just my personal energy. Right. She means our energy. So, let's do this. I'm going to read this first, and then I'm going to tell you what word I saw. Okay. Instantly, I feel you have at least two past lives together as best friends and also in a romantic setting, which may surprise you. Is romantic? The word that I saw was romantic. And I was like, oh my fucking God, I hope we were married. Oh my (laughs) God, we could have been married in a past life, which is so funny because so many people are like, when they first listen to us, they're like, are you guys like together? Are you married? Are you girlfriends? You can you can email us if you're one of those people who spent a good chunk of time thinking that we were romantically well, together. Well, and like we've also <laughs> even in college we were like, listen, we could just marry, like move to Canada, get married. We had a plan and like have a house and a moose and get a moose. Yeah, it'll be great. So like it's gonna be good. Yeah. We so it's our men, past we lives it. coming back to the bubbling to the surface, being like, hey, y'all were married before. Our, yeah, our past selves saw each other and we were like, we can make this work. We did it before. <laughs> So let's find out. I when really we were, when we were like weird. 13 to 14 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, oh, this one did make us ask a question and I could not think of a question because mm-hmm. I don't know what people ask about their friendships. Yeah. So I asked, is our friendship strong? Which is obviously, I don't need a, the answer to that. We from already know. I know. Yeah. We have a great friendship. <laughs> we're, we've been, you know, our friendship baby is almost a high school graduate. Yep. So, let's find out how romantic we were. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope it's married. Oh, yeah. I really hope it's married. That would just, that would make me laugh. (laughs) Your bond is very, very strong on a soul level. Goddamn right it is. Suck it, other psychics that hated (laughs) Sasha. Very, very strong on a soul level. (laughs) Hot and nice and strong on a soul level. (laughs) 
I think you would be able to detect a feeling of, quote, I feel like I've known them forever before you were even close. This is soul family for sure. One of these past lives... <gasps> Shut the fuck up. Oh. Sasha. <laughs> Oh my god. I have to collect I know, myself. I'm like so sitting here like, what? What? I'm gonna start crying. This is incredible. I'm so happy. <laughs> One of the these past lives, I believe, was during the witch trials, and you were both accused, and you went into hiding and were quite isolated together, and your friendship turned romantic. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever heard. Yes! Oh hot and hot nice and, and, and witches! Witches in love! Witches in love! <laughs> Nice and Witches in Love is the name of the episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, just. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like she knew about this podcast and was like, what do they most want to hear? And it's this. Soul family often incarnate together and roles may sound confusing how they play out in other lives. Some people have parents in past lives they end up marrying, for an example. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. You both felt very safe together, but there were some displaced feelings of resentment where you both began to occasionally grow angry with each other for the isolation, but it was not your fault and you both felt it was your only choice to avoid the accusations. So basically we were in a quarantine scenario, and as uh, we all know from experiencing quarantine, sometimes you're at the throats of the people you're stuck with. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. But we were accused witches who fell in love. Oh, how nice. And then we sniped at each other. That's so nice. That being said, in this lifetime, I can see a situation where you would both become very close quite quickly once the spark was made. You would have to be very careful not to isolate others and to maintain strong frames separately so that you don't carry from those past, sorry, so you don't carry those past life triggers into this lifetime. Mm. I can potentially see that one or both of you may pull away for relatively quote unquote silly reasons or no reason at all if you begin to feel too close and your soul tries to avoid that smothered feeling, even if it's not happening. Hmm. I do see that you will become much closer in this lifetime and work out a perfectly healthy situation. Suck it, psychics! Yay! Yay! Friendship! We're doing it! We did it! We did it! USA! <laughs> USA! <laughs> friendship! This friendship! All, friendship! Friendship! <laughs> this may all be confusing for you based on your current circumstances, but I do believe you'll be pleasantly surprised here at what will transpire. Yay! That was everything I ever oh wanted. My God. It was better than us being married in a past life. We were we witches, were on, witches the run. on the run and we were in love. And we just, we were making it work <laughs> even though we were in isolation together and that's hard. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought the best thing I was going to hear today was going to be that you're from Atlantis, but now you're from Atlantis and also we're witches who love each other. <laughs> No wonder you feel so drawn to your great-grandma, Julia, who was probably a witch. Yeah. Born in Salem on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I know this feel because I had to be on the hideout. Oh, man. I wonder if we can get more info from her. Right. If we pay her more money. I'm like, I need more details. Tell us about what our a, other past what a great, together. What a great reading. That's an incredible friendship reading. I... I was excited when I saw Romantic, because again, I was hoping we'd be married, and then I just, I didn't know there would be witch trials involved. Right? Incredible. <laughs> just incredible. And witch trials were what, like, late 1600s? Uh, yeah, 1690s, I think. Yeah, so it wouldn't overlap with your life as the Ohio Right, because that was the 1700s. That was 1700s. Yeah, so maybe so, that was, like, right after. Yeah, so you went from being a witch in isolation with me mm -hmm. to, you know... 
being hot and nice and respected in the community yeah. that's not a witch. And taking care of people. And taking yeah. care of people. Using the skills you learned when we were hiding in a cave or wherever yeah. we were. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I was sick I that we like this. bewitched the cave to actually be like a nice cozy home. Like like a hobbit With hole. With a moose. With a moose. Like a hobbit hole. And we had, oh, a, we had moose. a moose. <gasps> Maybe that's why we were like, we have to go to Canada. Yeah. Maybe that's where we, we fled. fled. We fled Massachusetts isn't that no. far from Canada. It's in New England. Yeah, just so go we, we could just... Yeah, we just like bolted, made it to Canada, hung out. We got a moose. Incredible, you know. That's so good. What a great, what a great reading. We have to find someone who'll do past life regression somewhere Ooh. near us, so we can see if we can find it. Because I know that's a thing where it's like you get hypnotized or something to you know remember things that happened to you in the past. I would love it if we could find someone and specifically be like, tell us about when we were witches, please. Yeah. thank you. <laughs> that would be, be great. That'd be great. And then to close us out, I just have, I found some stories of people who recalled their past yeah. lives on Reddit. So, or specifically, it's asking parents what spooky past life memories their kids oh, had. Oh, that's so, always what you want to do. That's, like, that's everything I want. At this point, most of my nibblings are at the wrong age for it because they're a little too young, with the exception of one who is now too old mm-hmm. to remember past lives. So I'm just like counting down the days until I can ask the other ones, like until they can like string sentences yep. together and be like, I remember when I was this person. I'm just I'm just waiting for that day. <laughs> so I've I've got another like year and a half to go on a couple of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first one. When my son was three, he told his mom that he was a cosmonaut the last time he was a grown-up. Whoa. Not an astronaut, the Russian version. We're 99% certain he hadn't heard the word before. Whoa. That's crazy. Another user said, When my daughter was three and was starting to talk clearer, was talking to someone, and concerned, I walked into the bedroom and no one was there. Uh... Initially, I thought it was her playing with her toys. Days later, the same scenario, but this time I asked who she was talking to, and she replied, your grandma? Huh. I thought she meant my mom, who had recently passed, so I showed a pic of her and said, is this her? No, your grandma. I found a picture of my grandma, and she, with a big smile, said, yes, her. I was shocked, since I don't have pictures of my grandma displayed, and she died in 1991, and my daughter was born in 2015. Whoa. My youngest, four or five, would tell about how warm and cozy she was in my belly, how cold and scary it was to be born, and how the hardest part was that she used to know everything, but now she, quote, doesn't know anything. I would give her space to talk. Her frustration at almost being able to remember everything was almost palpable. Whoa. Kids are crazy. That's gonna be frustrating. Yeah, yeah that's gonna be frustrating to be a kid and kind of remember being an adult and be like, I used to be able do to this. do this, mm-hmm. and now I can't tie my fucking shoes. <sighs> Yesterday, uh, I went out to Jenny's with some friends, mm-hmm. and we were talking about like what Jenny's is an ice cream parlor. And one of my friends brought, uh, or two of my friends brought their baby, and he was born in September, so he's still too little, like very tiny, wide-eyed, kind of looking at everything. We're wondering, like, how, can we, like, make this, like, a, a core memory? Like, mm-hmm. little baby at the ice cream shop with, like, all these adults eating ice cream, right? And <laughs> we were asking, like, what's your earliest memory? And I, I was having a hard time. I couldn't remember anything, like, really earlier than four. But now I'm just kind of wondering, like, when I was that age, what did I me- remember of being, like, my past life? You know, like... 
when yeah. I mer- remember being an adult. And yeah, I do remember sometimes being frustrated, you know? I'm wondering, was I frustrated just because I couldn't do it? Or was I frustrated because I couldn't do it because I did it, you know? Yeah. According to my mom, I was a terrible baby. Like, I was mm-hmm. upset all the time. All I did was cry. And I would get frustrated with myself because I couldn't do stuff. Like, I would clearly, like, be looking at a ball. Yeah. And I'd try to make my hand go towards the ball. But because I was a baby, you know, the wrong hand would flail the wrong right. direction. And my mom was like, it was very clear on your little face how frustrated you were. And now I'm like, was that because as a baby, I was like, I'm an adult. I know how to do this. Right. Let me do this. Just give me my yeah. fucking ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I also, when I was little, I swore up and down that I had been at my parents' wedding. Mm. Like, I remembered sitting in the church and hiding in one of the pews while they came down the aisle. I don't know where that memory came from. My mom doesn't know. Yeah, my brother and I apparently told my parents, like, weird memories about pre-being born. Like, seeing them and, like, picking them out kind of thing. Yeah. I have no idea where that came from. Friggin' kids, man. You ready for another one from the Annals of Reddit? Ah, the Annals of Reddit. Not a parent. I remember telling my mom when I was about three about my royal family. I still have this cryptic memory of standing in a desert with a dark, shallow pool. The sun was setting, and my younger brother reaches down and splashes water in the pool, and everyone got very upset. There was something sacred about this pool. It has always been a lasting memory for me. I met someone when I was 16, and we stayed friends, and when we were 18, we talked about reincarnation, and he told me the exact same story. Whoa. Only from the brother's perspective. I had never told him about my memory. Still freaks me out to this day. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. I was the child in this case. I don't remember any of this, but when I was four, we traveled to Ireland to visit my dad's grandparents. We were walking through a shopping area when I started yelling about wanting to see the train and ran into a shop. My parents ran in after me as I was going nuts about some train. There was no train. It was a clothing store. The woman working there asked my parents what I was doing, and as I was just running around frantically, I finally yelled, The train! I had found in the back of the store a framed newspaper clipping from the 1940s of the front window of this shop when it was a toy store, and there was a big model train scene set up. Uh. Oh my god. Yikes. (sighs) That's... It's not even a toy it's store It's not a anymore. toy store. How did you know? How did you know I, there, was, there were toys I there? I don't know. Oh, also, real quick, I remembered I, I pulled this yeah. up to you. According to Bustle, part of numerology, and I know we did an episode on numerology, oh, yeah. there's a 13 lives theory. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that life path numbers, which I know when we did ours, I think I was an 11. I don't remember. I what don't you remember, were. but I can probably pull it up. Here, I can do the math yeah. real quick. You're an eight. That's an eight. That sounds right. Yeah. And so there's a theory that our souls pass through the 13 stages of lifetimes to complete one cycle of enlightenment. So depending on where you are in your 13 lives can determine the various roles you will need to learn from this stage of your spiritual development. So theoretically, because I'm an 11, I've lived 11 times. Oh. Theoretically, if I'm understanding this correctly. So we've heard about now four of my life because yeah. we had the three from the reading and then the one where we were witches in love <laughs> which i'm never gonna be over so you've lived eight times yeah. so three from the reading and then the one where we were witches in that's love. right so, interesting here we go not me but some of my grandma's siblings died in a house fire around the 60s or 70s my mom's sister around 15 to 25 at the time 
was just talking with one of her cousins who was about five, like 30 years ago, and the five-year-old was really scared of fire and acted a lot like one of my grandma's sisters, Tony. Then one day when my aunt reached over to light a candle, the five-year-old cousin said, isn't it funny how last time we were sisters, but now we're cousins? It freaked my aunt right out, apparently. Mm. Well, they're keeping it in the family. Yeah, it's like, hey, I recognize you. It's me again. Yikes. Okay, I'm going to do, this will be the last one. Okay. Well, I'm not a parent, but I once told my mother, I used to be your dad when I was a toddler. (gasps) And if that's not weird enough, he died about nine months before I was born. Oh, my God. Ah. Ah. What are you going to do if you have a baby and it says some shit like that to you? I don't know. How are you? How are you going to not yeet it out the window? What I'm going to do is use that child for content (laughs) (laughs) on Spoop Hour. You heard it here first, folks. That's why Sasha's I'm trying to have a baby so I can get it to say creepy shit. Just an eternal content creation. Yeah. I mean, you could also do... I have this deal with my best friend where I get to ask her kids about their past yeah. lives and if they can see ghosts and shit, but she can't be around and she can't know I'm doing it because it would genuinely scare oh, her. Yeah. I mean, that could so, be it too, that I let you do it. Yeah. But if they say and then it, I'll just report if back. If they say it unprovoked, you know, to me, yeah, that's that will be my spooky thing of the week. Yeah. Like if they're just looking at you like, I used to be your grandma. Like, fuck that. Well, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to be not afraid of you, so here we are. <laughs> That's why, like, whenever, like, I think about, like, oh, well, like, what would I name my theoretical child, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I would like to name it, you know, X, you know, X Y, and Z because it's, like, a family name or, like, I, I want to honor this person's memory. But then I was like, but would they then channel that person? You know, like, am I asking for trouble? Am I asking? Are they going to get haunted and become prescient like the person Nora told us about? So. Hmm. I say you have to risk it. Because content doesn't create itself. So. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just. Or have a Patreon poll. Ask them what I should name my child. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Join our Patreon at the $100 tier and you can name Sasha (laughs) Katie. I hope you're ready for your kid to be named Bodie McBoatface. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just, I know I always say it, but it really creeps me out. One of the things that creeps me out the most and gets me in my soft, squishy fear place is when kids remember their fucking Mm -hmm. past lives. Freaks my shit out. Like, Jim Tucker, I know that's your specialty, but what the fuck? (laughs) Like, I just, I, I just, there's something so creepy to me because so many times it's like, my skeptic brain goes, it has to be a coincidence. But when it's that specific, mm-hmm. it's like, how would they how know? How would they know? How Especially they if know? they haven't, like, really been exposed to, like, any of history books or, you know, like, right. maps and, like, external locations. Right. It's it's not just like, you know, what is it? Little pictures have big ears. Yeah. Is that the, yeah. the saying? Yeah. So it's not just, like, kids hear a lot more than I think adults are cognizant of because they're like, oh, they're little. They won't understand. Mm-hmm. I can talk about this. But some of it, this stuff, it's like unprovoked. Presumably, you wouldn't have talked about like the timeline when your father passed right. away in front of your kid who's like a year right. old. And would have an understanding that, like, you know, we think of pregnancy as like nine months, you know. Yeah. Your kid's no. not going to know that. So, do you remember your past lives? 
were you a witch with us? Did you know about our love <laughs> when we were on the run in Canada with our moose? <laughs> have you ever done past life regression? Mm-hmm. Do, have you talked to your guardian have angels? You Email a, scooper at gmail.com. Yeah, have you seen a psychic? Yeah, have you seen a psychic? Have you seen a ghost? Have you seen a ghost that was a psychic? Or a psychic See, that was a ghost? Very that's, specific. It is. But if you've done it, email spookbar at gmail.com. Tell us if you know children who have said spooky shit. Tell us what they said and if you believed it. And if it made you look at the kid differently yeah. afterwards. Tell us if you're scared. <laughs> yeah, tell us if we you're very scared. We can be scared together. Yes. Tell us if you can help us find a past life regressor in our neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be... I gotta, I gotta know more about our life as witches, <laughs> man. I really need Seriously. to know this. <laughs> well... It's been another hour of spoop, y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy everything. Happy everything. Thank you especially to our Patreon supporters for Thank making this so episode possible. Much. Without you, we would not have known that Sasha is from Atlantis and is hot and nice and we were witches in love. Hey, guys. My name is Tara. And my name is Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast, Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal or murder join us every monday as we tell our listeners about a new spooky tale or true crime case we'll have a special drink recipe each episode picked out by me for you to enjoy while we scare the hell out of you you can find us on apple podcasts podbean spotify stitcher or wherever the hell else you listen to podcasts come hang out with us and get your spooky on 